This ad-free podcast is part of your Slate Plus membership. Lucky you. Hello, welcome to this mini episode of Big Mood, Little Mood. I'm your host, Danny M. Lavery, and this show is for you, our Plus subscribers. Our guest this week is Ingu Kang, a TV critic for The Washington Post and host of the All About Almodovar podcast. And now here's more of our conversation. I'm excited, not because I feel like this has anything to do with the sort of questions that we do have before us today, but just because I feel like this is a sort of exciting mode to go into with this first one, which is one of those like very, I hesitate to say like generic questions, but slightly generic. It feels simultaneously like I've seen something like this a lot before. It feels kind of low stakes in some way. It feels like my general response to something like this is just like, follow your heart. Um, which is to say, like, you don't have to make a, a formal ruling about whether this thing is universally good or bad. You should just pay attention to your your preferences. Um, but I would like to bring some sort of, like, weird, continental, exciting, devil-may-care attitude towards it. Just to, like, slightly jazz it up. With jazz cigarettes. With jazz cigarettes. A very common and popular of the moment <laughs> slang for weed that we all say constantly. Would you please read that letter? Sure. My boyfriend smokes pot every day, and I don't. My boyfriend's in his late 20s and smokes pot every day, both weeknights and weekends. I'm not sure if I should be concerned. I'm not very familiar with pot, and I feel like I'm judging him, which doesn't seem fair. I drink with my friends on the weekends and have had a glass or two of wine by myself after a long day. Is that the same thing? It's just that I worry about our future. What if we have kids? Will he continue to smoke every day? He doesn't seem so high he can't function, but there have been times where I've said something to him and he says he doesn't remember telling him that or us discussing it. Is being high the same as being buzzed when drinking? I want to talk to him about this, but I don't want to come off as judgmental or insensitive. Well, this letter writer seems very sweet. I I do want to start with like something (laughs) kind here because... I feel like I was a little dismissive. Like, this is very sweet. You seem very concerned with making sure that your boyfriend doesn't feel like you're treating him harshly. And that's all well and good. So I, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself, letter writer, uh, about that. But Am I right in thinking there might be a bit of like a California bias with our answers? I know that like well, you live in New York now, but... I do. I do. But I, I was originally a Californian and I do certainly carry that with me uh, as I move through the world as they say whenever I'm like walking north and the ocean's on my right I feel a little freaked out like that doesn't <laughs> seem right to me um but I, I guess my where I start with this is like I, I feel like people so often want to try to like transpose like or, or map uh smoking weed against drinking alcohol either to sort of like point out that weed is much less harmful or to try to say, like, this thing is accepted about alcohol, let's just also accept it about weed. And I, I certainly understand why people do it. I sort of just don't really care, I, I guess, is why I bring that up. Like, this sort of question is like, is it just like being a little bit tipsy all day? Like, who cares? I, I, don't, I don't think that's going to be useful to you. I don't think that's especially relevant. We're talking about what he is doing, not trying to come up with creative analogies for how you might feel about it if he was drinking wine at this rate. Like... I, I guess I just want to offer this letter writer the opportunity to like not waste her time drawing analogies that she doesn't actually have to. 
I actually think the analogies are fine. I mean, like, the letter is a little bit vague. Um, and I feel like if I were counseling my friend, despite my complete lack of life experience, um, it would depend on so many, my, like, my response would depend on so many things. Like, she doesn't say, I assume it's a she. Um, number one, like, whether he has, like, a super stressful job. Like, I know someone who, for example, maybe this is sort of like an extreme example, works in like, works as a social worker counseling like gunshot victims and their families in a emergency room in Chicago. And that guy is just constantly stressed out. And if this boyfriend has a job like that and he's sort of smoking weed to cope, like, let him have it. Um, <laughs> Uh, but if he sort of like has sort of like a, I don't know, like a humdrum, like pretty decent, I don't know, let's say like office job, I think like my answer might be like a little bit different. But I think that the like big question for me is how high is he getting? Is he just sort of like doing it to take the edge off, which is like fine. I think that is sort of like the same thing as taking it, like basically like having like a glass of wine, like with dinner or something uh, versus is he getting like so high that he is kind of like out of it. And if you sort of have to, I don't know, maybe this is like judgy on my part, but like if you have to kind of like really detach for like a couple of hours, like every single day, I think that is different from just sort of like doing something so that you feel just like a little bit more calm in your body. Yeah, I, I hear all that. I think I wouldn't want to make the same distinction between what kind of job or stressors this guy may or may not have in his life. Just because I think in terms of what kind of advice I want to offer this letter writer, I, I don't want to make a, a significant distinction between the possibility that he uses weed on a daily basis simply for pleasure because he enjoys it, which I think is a legitimate reason to do something. And in fact, yes. it, Kind of an, on a personal level, I think I might find it slightly more personally compelling if we're just talking about somebody we might want to date or somebody we might want to spend a lot of time around. Um, somebody who can avow, like, I do this because I enjoy it. It feels good and I like pleasure. That might interest me a little more than someone who framed it as, uh, this is something that I find necessary in order to cope. Which is not to say that I would um, think somebody who was like using weed to cope was doing something wrong or that I wanted to like run away from them. I just mean in terms of things that we find personally compelling, which I think is what the letter writer is talking about here in terms of like, this is somebody I'm thinking about maybe having kids with. This is somebody I may be thinking about spending the rest of my life with. This is not a question of judgment, like either he's a good or a bad person, either he's like a lazy slacker who's like going to spend his life on the couch, or he's like a good guy that you're just misunderstanding. You're not being invited to, nor does it seem like you're trying to render like a final pronouncement on his worth or value as a human being. You're just trying to figure out, do I like the ways in which he is high a lot of the time? What are the downsides? What are the upsides? Is it something I should worry about? Is it something that I should give weight to? So yeah, to me, it's like if you're thinking about having children with somebody and you want to spend the rest of your life with them, you are going to occasionally have to use your judgment <laughs> about the way that they live their life. Like that is inescapable. That's not the same thing as stopping a stranger and saying like, I don't like the way that you're wearing your hair, which is like, you know, no one needs that energy. But yes, you are allowed to use your judgment to think about whether you like the way that your boyfriend spends a lot of his time. So the question of like, is being high the same as being buzzed when drinking? Like, I, what do you mean by the same? Like, 
in terms of physical and, and medical effects that that has on the body, no, they're not the same. Drinking's worse for you. Um, not that like not depending. That comparing. I mean, but like that's that's my question. Like you, you, you know, if you were drinking this amount every day, you might have questions that you would want to like encourage him to raise with his doctor about like long term possible effects that don't necessarily come up in the same way with weed, depending on his delivery system. But like, do you mean the same like a little is okay, too much is bad, and it means you like fun too much, or you're irresponsible or unreliable? Like, what's what's the same doing here? I mean, I think this is maybe like getting a little bit too much into the weeds. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I think to me, it would like make a difference if he is doing like five milligrams of like indica versus sativa a day. Oh, I love this. We're just going to be like, here's exactly the amount. (laughs) And if he talks too much about the difference between indica and sativa, you should run. (laughs) Because that's boring. Sorry, I guess like I'm that boring boyfriend. But like, <laughs> so I, I think I. that like basically the question is, uh, should I talk to him about it? In which case the answer is, yeah, you should talk to him about it because this is like a thing that you don't seem to know a lot about. And so if the question is like, is asking him his like experiences and like what he gets out of weed something that like I should discuss with my boyfriend since it's like a thing that he does every single day. Yeah, like maybe like ask him what he gets out of it. Like there's so many different factors here. Also, like call it weed. Like do people still say pot? I feel like occasionally. I I, I don't know. I think this is one of those great things where we're both learning like everyone has a variety of like little bugbears when it comes to stuff. Because like I just remember like the first time some somebody in high school to me was like, no, the thing about like Indica is like, you don't get so much of like a couch bound feeling. And I'm just like, I have heard this 900 times a week since I was 15 years old. Please stop telling me the difference between those two things. Whereas like pot doesn't bother me at all. And it sounds like perhaps when you have heard the word pot, people have been really goofy and weird. Also, bugbear is a good name for a strain. Oh, I'm sure it is. I'm absolutely <laughs> sure. It's like a gummy bear variety. You can get some more. Yeah. It, you know, the, the, and to, to ask just like, what do you like about it? Like, not in the sense of like explain it and you can't or you can't have it anymore. Just like what do you get out of, you know, drinking with your friends on the weekends and having a glass or two of wine by yourself after a long day? How do you feel about those habits? Do you envision them changing throughout the course of your life when you do or don't have kids? Do you want to keep them pretty consistent? You know, these are interesting questions you can ask yourself. And they're not, the goal is not to say like, explain your pleasures to me. And if you can't justify them, then you must get rid of them because life is about stern necessity and enjoying yourself is for, you know, Italians. Um, And we here in like, you know, the Dutch Flemish school must think soberly about breakfast and God. (laughs) And I don't know why I invited Renaissance painters into this scenario. Michelangelo is obviously the one you should have cited because he loves the pizza. Sorry, terrible. Um, I know that you are a staunchly anti-analogy person, but honestly, like, I don't think this would be too different if, for example, my boyfriend, my hypothetical boyfriend went out and like lifted weights every single day. Like, that's just like a thing that he devotes like a lot of time to. And like, I, as like his partner would be really interested in like what specifically he like he gets out of it. I don't know. It's just sort of like natural human curiosity, at least for me. I also love the idea of um, saying to like your boyfriend, like, are you still going to be doing these many lap pulls if we have kids? <laughs> but but yeah. like, don't you want to know? That's like a big time investment. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, I think the person to ask that question of is your boyfriend. Like, 
probably, but also I don't know. He may never have thought about it and he may, or he may be like, I hope I can. And then if he ever does have kids, he will find it more difficult. Maybe then you would find it annoying in a way that you now find it merely like lightly worrying. Like you say that you worry about your future. Go into some detail there. Think about that. What are the things that you're worried he might miss out on? What are the things you're worried might frustrate you? You know, you say there've been times when he doesn't remember earlier conversations. You don't say how important the conversations are, um, how recently you've had them. So I don't know if it's the sort of thing where it's like you shared with him something very emotionally vulnerable and then the next day he had no recollection or he just forgot a detail or an errand that you had discussed with him, which might have happened anyways. I, I mean, I guess mostly just where I land on this one is ask more questions. Don't necessarily reflexively assume that something that gives him pleasure is something that has to be like winnowed down or gotten rid of. Um, And it's also fine if you just don't like it. Like you might just decide, you know, I would rather date someone who doesn't want to get high every day, who wants to get high on special occasions. And if that eventually feels like a reason that you don't want to date him anymore, that's a perfectly legitimate reason to, you know, find you're incompatible. This is a question I think more to do with possible compromise and compatibility than it does with like, too high, too drunk, judgmental, not judgmental enough. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, truly the only person who can tell you about Mr. Bugbear is Mr. Bugbear himself. Yeah. But you may very well find that he has a relationship to weed that he's really comfortable with that enables him to do all the things in life, both professionally and personally, that he wants to do that he thinks is pretty fun. And you might also then decide you don't really like it. And you could both be right. It wouldn't necessarily mean that he's like a, a dissolute rake, you know, uh, who, who must like repent and throw the demon weed underneath his feet and stomp on and reject it. It just, you know, like I, I feel this is sort of goofy because I feel like I come out very like, just leave those stoners alone, man. And like, I, I absolutely, you know. You're California bias. I, I mean, I've, you know, I've been sober since 2013 and not California sober. Like, I don't smoke weed anymore. I, w- I probably would not be able to be in a relationship with someone who smoked weed every day. But that wouldn't be because they necessarily had a problem. That would simply be, you know, I probably also wouldn't want to date somebody who wanted to practice the piano four hours a day. That's a terrible analogy. I just mean it's on the same scale in terms of... Um, what are you doing value with your and time? Morality. Yeah, like, I'm glad you like the piano. I just, I don't know, how big's the house? How big's the piano? How big is the piano indeed? That's such, yeah, that's, just, that's the question. <laughs> if this piano is getting between you and your partner, how big's the piano? <laughs> is it a little one you can ignore? I don't know. Only you can answer that question. If you have also seen uh, Girls 5 Eva by the time that you listen to this, this would actually be like a very good inside joke. I was actually watching it last night. And frankly, as soon as I was talking about the piano, um, (laughs) I immediately went to... um, Tulane. Oh my goodness. It was a pretty name then. It's a pretty name now. I'm not going to change (laughs) it. Yeah. She is an absolute standout on that show. Bless her. Yeah. I, I think that's all I've got on that particular question. I always feel a little like there's no way for me to answer a question about weed without just feeling like I just feel so reflexively embarrassed by myself already. Or I'm just like, Hey man, it's just weed. Like everything I've ever (laughs) said about weed sounds stupid to me. And yet you dress like a stoner every single day. It seems every single day. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I'm saying this based on me looking at you coming in hot This video. Like, Basically, like the only time we've really met. 
So, And yet the confidence with which you just said every day was beautiful. Go hard or go home, I guess. You're you're not wrong. One of the things <laughs> that uh, my girlfriend Lily said to me recently, and she said it and meant it in like a very tender and affirming way, but it also just cracked me up. She was like, one of the things that I really like about the way that you dress is it's often like a little kid who's been like told you can pick out your own outfit for tomorrow. <laughs> I was like, I absolutely, I know what you mean. And like, yes, that's true. I often do go in for just like real joy of like, I can mix all of these patterns together. Um, It was also the kind of thing that like, if my mom had ever said it, I'd be like, how dare you? Yeah, but isn't that like literally what being a grown-up is? Yeah, the difference between hearing like uh, an attractive woman that you're dating say something versus your mom and having a different response. (laughs) No, I just mean like picking out whatever clothes you want to wear. Oh, that too. Yeah, I thought you meant like being able to distinguish between your romantic partners and your parents. And I was like, yes, I've also learned how to do that. (laughs) Really happy for you. Thank you. It only took me 34 years. Thanks for joining us on Big Mood, Little Mood with me, Danny Lavery. Our producer is Phil Circus, who also composed our theme music. Don't miss an episode of the show. Head to slate.com slash mood to sign up, to subscribe, or hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're using right now. Also, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you get a minute. We'd love to know what you think. If you want more Big Mood, Little Mood, you should join Slate Plus, Slate's membership program. Members get an extra episode of Big Mood, Little Mood every Friday, and you'll get to hear more advice and conversations and interview questions with our guests. And as a Slate Plus member, you'll also be supporting the show. Go to slate.com forward slash mood plus to sign up. It's just $1 for your first month. If you need some little advice or big advice and you'd like me to read your letter on the show, head to slate.com slash mood to find our big mood, little mood listener question form or find a link in the description of the platform you're using right now. Thanks for listening. <laughs>